Thousands upon thousands of lambs, buckets upon buckets of blood. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Well, this is the history of the Passover. A long time ago in a land far, far away, a land of exile, a land of slavery, the Israelites suffered under the iron fist of Pharaoh. Now this line of Pharaohs had forgotten the saving work of Joseph and how he had delivered Egypt from the devastating famine. So they had enslaved the Hebrew people to do the dirty work, you know, the uh, Pharaoh's uh, manual labor to build his cities and his monuments. Terrible hardships, brutal labor and despair were the life of the Hebrew people. They groaned under the burdens placed upon them. They suffered under the harsh taskmasters and they cried out to the Lord in their misery. The Lord God heard their cries and he remembered his covenant. He sent his servant Moses to bring the people out. He sent Moses to be a mediator between God and Pharaoh to free the people of Israel from the land of slavery, to break their yoke of bondage and to deliver them from the land of exile. But as the saying goes, easier said than done. Pharaoh was a stubborn man. Plague after plague only served to harden his heart further. One plague after another, and yet he stubbornly refused to submit to the will and power of God. And remember, God had a hand in that. But he also had a plan, a final plague, a plague that pointed to his grace promised in the covenant. In preparation, the Israelites were told to take a lamb from their flocks. You heard it in the reading a moment ago from Exodus. The best lamb, a male without blemish or spot, a perfect specimen, one lamb for each family. Then they were to sacrifice the lamb and spread its blood above and around the door frame to their homes. Why? Well, there was one more plague to come. And this blood would protect and save their firstborn males from God's angel of death. Which sounds counter to God, doesn't it? Because God is all about life. Nevertheless, the blood of the lamb would save them from the plague of death that God would bring upon the people of Egypt. So, even in this special occasion, you still have God saving life. That night, the angel of death visited Egypt. And the firstborn male in every Egyptian family died. Even the firstborn male of every Egyptian-owned livestock died. Must have been quite a spectacle, you know? Uh, awful but awesome at the same time all the firstborn males from the house of the lowest slave to the house of Pharaoh died which is powerful when you think about it God kills the son of a God you know we know the Pharaohs weren't gods right but their people believe they were I wonder if there's some foreshadowing or symbol Symbolism with God killing a God's son to his own son, Jesus. Well, let's get back to the uh, 
dreadful night for the Egyptians. Great wailing and mourning went up from the land of Egypt as they counted their dead. There was no escaping the terrible angel, avenging angel. Only the blood of the lamb could save you. Every door of every house that dripped with blood was passed over. It was the blood of the lamb that saved the Israelites from death. Pharaoh gave up, well, at least for a time anyways, and the people of God came out of Egypt. And so each year the people of Israel were commanded to celebrate this great rescue. To once again sacrifice a lamb and smear its blood as they remembered the rescue and deliverance accomplished by the blood of the lamb. Thousands and thousands of lambs later, after buckets and buckets of blood (laughs) had been smeared, Jesus finally gathers with his disciples in the upper room to celebrate the Passover meal. They eat, they drink, they remember the great salvation God worked for his people as he brought them out of Egypt. Delivering Israel from their land of suffering and ending their exile in a foreign land. Then Jesus says, I have something new for you. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of, the, of God who takes away the sin of the world, takes bread, gives thanks, and gives it to his friends. This is my body, he says. Then he takes the cup, drinks, gives thanks, and passes it to his friends. This is my blood, he says. The Old Testament sacrament of the Passover is now fulfilled and replaced by the New Testament sacrament of the Lord's Supper. The blood of thousands upon thousands of lambs finally reaches its fulfillment. Replaced by the blood of the one lamb who takes away the sin of the world, Jesus Christ. All of those lambs, the best from each flock, Lambs without blemish or spot are fulfilled and replaced by the perfect, pure, and holy Son of God. The salvation, the deliverance from the land of slavery and exile is fulfilled, replaced by salvation from the slavery uh, to sin and death, a return from exile out of the land of bondage into a new freedom, a new covenant. One holy meal to another. You know, we've been looking at that this Lent, haven't we? You know, from one thing to another, one tree, the tree of the garden to the tree of the cross. Man, I can't remember all of them. (laughs) I'd recount them all for you here, but like my mind is just shot right now. So we'll just stick with one holy meal to another. One precious sacrament to another. One blood rescue to another. This is the story of us, of God's people. This is the journey, the return from exile for the children of God from the land of slavery to sin and death to the waters of baptism into the upper room to receive His true body and blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. It's it's a great journey. It's been a great journey, hasn't it? And we are the people of this new covenant, you know. We are the people called out of the land of exile. We are the people washed by the blood of the Lamb. We are the people who, are, who have received the grace of God in word and sacrament. We are the people for whom the blood of the Lamb was poured out upon the frame of the cross at Calvary. 
feeling like it's for the other person and not for you? Well, thankfully, the saving blood of Jesus poured out upon the cross, which cleanses us from every spot of sin, all guilt and corruption, all iniquity and sin, washed away, isn't based on how we feel it's working for us or it isn't, thankfully. Thank God for that. It's given to us freely. We are rescued and redeemed. Return from exile to a right relationship with God. We still screw up. We still commit sin and our bodies are failing every day because of it. But only for a time. We are the people of God who live each day in the joy of walking with Him. Once we were no people, now we are God's people. Thousands and thousands of lambs slain, buckets and buckets of blood smeared, all those Passover lambs, all of the blood points to the cross. The holy meal of the Passover points to the new holy meal that Jesus institutes in the upper room and validates upon the cross. And as we eat his body and drink of the cup of his blood, our eyes are turned back to the cross. We remember the sacrifice of the lamb as he once again cleanses us from sin and shame, but as pastors going back to August Kentner have preached from the pulpit here, it's more than us remembering him Jesus remembers you and me and gives us his very forgiveness through this meal. When you take the bread and wine into your mouth, you taste forgiveness. From meal to meal, God delivers you and me, all his children from the land of exile, rescuing us from sin and death. Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb, so come and receive him. He is ready to give you his very self for your salvation. Amen.